Welcome to the 81st episode of Downtime Podcast. We are post-Game Awards today, the day after the Game Awards. Yeah. Uh, wow, I was kind of surprised, but at the same time, I was not. Surprised, but not really. Yeah, I feel like Red Dead was going to sweep almost everything. Yeah, everything except for Game of the Year, which, let's face it, it, it was... Uh, you the, like we said last week you could make a case for all the games to win game of the year yep and it just so happened that one of them one of the ones that we definitely was on our list why you predicted that it would be god of war right i predicted that it would be that between red dead and god of war it would be god of war but then i put i had spider-man on my radar because I think that game was more fun for people. Okay. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because God of War is more of the brooding drama about a father and son. Yeah. If that's what people like. Yeah. I mean, it had good, good graphics, good storyline. I'm, You know, I've heard no complaints really about the battle system, so... Yeah, I I still have yet to play it, but um, once I do, I'll see why it deserves to be game of the year. It's still on my shelf. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yep. <laughs> Let's game's, not talk about that. <laughs> the game's still here, staring down at me. Uh, how are you doing, Elisa? Um. Oh, I'm doing fine. It is uh, the end of the week, so almost Christmas. So I'm I'm chilling. I'm good right now. Yeah, we saw each other today in yeah. person. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we got lunch today and boba. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know, Elisa and I don't actually see each other a lot in person. And whenever we get the chance, we always try to get out of our way to do it. And so today was kind of a special day. So we had <laughs> Korean food and we got boba and it was awesome. Oh, yeah. Because we don't work together anymore. Um, actually... If you've joined the podcast, if you've started listening to the podcast in 2018, you probably don't know this if you didn't listen to the previous episodes. But the reason this podcast started is because Jeremy and I used to work at the same job. Yep. And so that was when we started the podcast back in 2017. So if you joined this year, then you joined us already when both of us no longer work together. Yeah, and that didn't really change anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, we still talk about video games and we still have the time and take the time out of every week to talk about our opinions on video games and I can't believe that we're on podcast 81. That's crazy. Yeah, and we're it's we're almost 2 years too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we got to do something special for the 2 year mark. So this week, I've been playing Monster Hunter, but, you know, no real updates. I'm just playing Monster Hunter. I haven't played the online yet, but I want to I do want to play that soon. Now that I'm like getting used to the controls of Monster Hunter and upgrading my weapons a bit, I'm definitely going to hop on 
a little bit of the multiplayer probably next week. But the one multiplayer that I really want to focus on is Red Dead Redemption 2. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't play too much of the multiplayer mission. I've only played one multiplayer missions and then I just kind of like roamed around the area and then just did whatever. But I did try Red Dead Redemption 2 online last week. Yeah. How's that? It was the beta, right? Yep, it was the beta. You know, it ran really well. It ran very smoothly on my really crappy, like, 40-inch TV and <laughs> regular PlayStation non-pro, non-slim. Okay. Yeah, okay. It, it, the, like, it was it was in beta, and I, did, I guess I didn't exactly get to what was so beta about it. It felt pretty okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, it seemed like it matched what the game was the graphics looked good when you're looking at the environment and it yeah i had no hiccups when i was playing on the online mode have you ever played gta 5 online i've played gta 5 online twice or like a few a few times and it's kind of so Red Dead Redemption 2's online is very similar to Grand very similar to the Grand Theft Auto online's for 4 and 5 where you could just party and bullshit really or you can actually follow the missions that are there. It it's you know it's kind of up to you. When you do mm-hmm. get paired, you get paired up specifically for the mission. And for example, I did this one mi- the very first mission, which is the only one that I did, was you're paired up with a group of at least 4 people. And okay. you have to just steal horses from a gang and take those horses back to the stable of someone that you're working for. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And I it took a it took very little time to be paired up. I got paired up with two people, so it was 3 of us total and we did the mission and you know, the two players who did it actually did the mission with me. You know, I've played Grand Theft Auto where we're put in the mission together, but the two people or like but the people I'm paired up with aren't really doing the mission. Mm, I see. Yeah, it's just, you know, like fucking around and you know, shooting up the entire place. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So this time, <laughs> it felt so proper. We completed the mission, felt like we did it in a timely manner, and yeah, it it was pretty smooth. It was very it was very nice. Um, I will say that <laughs> it's funny because going into the online mode, I don't play online mode ever except mm-hmm. for fighting games, and. Mm. When going into this online mode, I was just very skeptical, thinking, oh, for some, you know, I bet you a lot of these people are better than me, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Turns out that I was the best one on that team. Oh, <laughs> not to brag, right? Not to brag, but, like, my two people, like, kept getting shot and, you know, had to respawn or whatever. I was like, guys, what are you doing? Like, mm. shoot the goddamn gang. <laughs> yeah, like, you point your gun at the dude and just pull the trigger. Yeah, it's like they didn't know how to shoot. Because, like, part of the mission, since you're stealing a horse, is you have to shoot ongoing gang members at you. But you can shoot on a horse. Like, I don't know what these people were doing. Uh, I yeah, see. Yeah, turns out I was better than them. So I <laughs> I need, I underestimated myself. I just imagine 
you wearing a cowboy outfit and you're like guys what the hell <laughs> you're like pointing your gun at them like i might as well just shoot all of you i could do this mission by myself really though now that is a wonderful segue to my cowboy outfit <laughs> wait what <laughs> because the customization this is probably why it was in beta man the customization was like so weak sucks yeah it wasn't that great and oh I don't know. I kind of want... Okay, so this is just me. I wanted my cowboy to be pretty fit, and I chose a female. I actually... I made a... I'll post it on the Discord. I made a character that would probably reflect me in some degree, and I wanted it to look a little bit proper and on the clean-cut side, but straight up, a lot of these options for customization, for example, like all the skin options like they had pimples and blemishes and they were really sticking to the true grit cowboy world vibe very Mm -hmm. much dirty very much you're in the wild west and that's cool i just wanted my person to look nice like you can like you can customize arthur morgan to look really clean cut but you couldn't do that for your cowboy in the game your online cowboy my online cowboy which i named ali may sue because Wait, you can be a cowgirl right yes i'm, I'm a cowgirl okay. oh okay cool yeah i the pretty much the character looks doesn't look like me but he resembles my features can you pick a are there different ethnicities you could choose? No different races, but they're skin color, so you can assume. Mm, so they're all white people. <laughs> no, I'm I'm brown. No, I mean like like facial features or just race in the game is all Caucasian. You know what? Like you can't make an Asian that person is, or a black person. That's kind of debatable because there are definitely some preset there are some preset uh facial features that when you hover over them definitely resemble different races more than others but without without outright saying it oh okay i i kind of understand what you're saying yes cool yeah so i'm yeah my character's brown with black hair so it worked out that way. God, the... F- oh, sorry. I have to say this, but oh, man, the com- the facial features, like, such as the face structure and the chin and the jaw and how your eyes and no, no, everything look... I, I, had a hi- I always have high expectations because The Sims exists, but damn, there were just <laughs> very few options. Even NBA 2K's customization is better. Yeah. I feel like G- not G- I was gonna say GTA Online. I feel like Red Dead Online really needs to focus more on the customization of your characters, since this is someone that you're kind of stuck with for the majority of your online playthrough, unless you delete your character. But even when I made my character in GTA Online, I never deleted it. Like I, I kept the character the way it was, the way it looks. Like it kind of looks like me, and I'm pretty happy with that. So I feel like the the customization for uh, Red Dead Redemption should at least match the one from GTA Online, which was pretty extensive in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, 
Definitely there are some parts though where you have a grid and you can move the, I believe it's the L toggle and have more specific things. You can adjust, it, it's a grid that kind of goes like, for example, height by width oh. to adjust different body parts. But it's still not that great. Oh, I guess that's okay. why they call it beta. <laughs> yeah, they're still working on that kind of feature. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, I I, I definitely want to try online at some point if once I get the game. So we'll see. Yeah, I've definitely not gone to a part in in the deep online web where people are just shooting each other up. <laughs> people. Are... Yeah. But I hope I never reach that part of the deep online web because i fucking hate that part anyways yeah can wait can you just kill whoever you want when you're walking around in the game um i haven't tried yet i'm just trying to be a good oh so for a lot of the listeners in general in my entire red dead playthrough including online and single player story i've chosen to be an honorable person so i haven't been shooting random people or stealing their horses or anything like that okay okay it's kind of like um westworld have you have you ever seen the show westworld yeah i've seen the first four episodes of westworld but yes yeah so i like to think of westworld as like a video game and you know you could there's people who quote-unquote players who go to westworld and they choose to be you know, the cowboy of their deepest, darkest desires. Either they can go around and kill people and do whatever they want, or they can, you know, follow the rules and live as they did in that time period, but being a good and honorable person. And it sounds like you and I are kind of in the same path when it comes to these choices in video games. And I think we touched on this briefly in a previous podcast where if we're playing an open world RPG, kind of like, like Skyrim or fallout then we kind of want to be on the good side and we don't want to just go around like shooting people in the head and like we don't just don't we don't care about what they have to say i think you and i kind of follow the same path i would choose decisions that i would make uh that yeah no totally that's what the game is for yeah that because if i was an outlaw it would be cool it would be fine being an outlaw if you're only an outlaw. Like, that was the only choice, and that's just the way it is. But if I had a choice, then I would choose the good side. I also think the good side just has more benefits, so... Yeah, being nice to people has benefits. Yeah, because, you know, they can help you, too, if you need to in any game. So... It's like like real life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But... Yeah, I'm a goody two-shoes in Red Dead. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. In the single player storyline, I'm getting a little bit more into the main plot. Um, I am now. Uh, I have. There is a female character introduced now. Her name is Sadie, and I. There's not much I can say yet, but I think she's going to be one of the main characters i also say that because when the game was being promoted and marketed she was on a lot of the screenshots so i finally reached where her part is so oh awesome that's awesome yes so i'm excited for that like now that i've reached the point of the plot where things are really getting started i feel more invested in actually like not just messing around but actually finishing the storyline cool cool so, cool Thank God we reached that point, guys, because (laughs) 
we were about to never reach that point. <laughs> so hey, we made it. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also, thank you to PJ Sucks and Hooded Dude on the Discord. I wanted to give them a shout out because I was having a lot of trouble in this game uh, shooting. I felt that when I was drawing my gun and shooting that it felt like the button was sticky. Like I, like I would press trigger R2, but there was no immediate reaction to just shoot. Like it would take a few seconds and that was frustrating for a while, but they told me, which I, you know, it's part, it's my fault because I never changed the default options and controls of any video game, but ah. I just, I know I never do it. it. It's just habit. I just play it the way it is, but because I changed the dead zone, I, I basically changed the option, so now reaction is immediate. So cool. cool. It, oh my god, it's made my game so much more enjoyable. So shout out to you two. Yay. Hey. Shout out to you guys. Yep. And that is all I'm playing for this week. Awesome. Cool. Yes. Are you part of the Smash team? Yes, yes. So you asked me earlier today, this is off the podcast, but if I watched the Game Awards and I told you that I watched half of it. So half of it I spent watching the Game Awards and when it hit nine o'clock, I ran over to my Wii, not my Wii, why did I say my Wii? I ran over, <laughs> ran over to my Switch and I booted up Smash. I pre-downloaded it last month, November 7th. And I was playing Smash for the rest of the Game Awards. I didn't really care about the Game Awards anymore. I was like, I just want to play Smash. So yeah, I I hopped on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, the latest entry in the Smash Brothers franchise. And I'm a huge fan of the game series, and I'm a huge fan of this one. I I think the game overall right now is a lot like Melee. It's very fast paced. I've noticed that. And the way I said it with an the way I said it with an inflection is because, um. I might people might think otherwise. Yeah. Because a lot of people consider Melee the best Super Smash Brothers game in existence. They think that's the defining crown jewel. I didn't know I that was in the, I didn't know that was the main opinion or majority opinion. There's a documentary series on YouTube. Um I forgot the name of it. It's, it's Smash Brothers documentary that's like eight parts and it's all about the different iterations of Smash but it focuses highly on Melee since Melee is the tournament version of smash brothers yes like even they even created a mod for super smash super smash brothers brawl that makes it the the same speed as melee a lot of people felt like brawl on the wii was a lot slower than melee and so um and the reason for that being was i think i think uh masahiro sakurai the director of the series mentioned that he wanted to make it slower for more casual players but a lot of the pro players didn't like that so what you have today is you have a lot of guys bringing their crt tvs to tournaments or just like conventions and just playing smash melee with with everyone around them definitely Um, in college that happened like i was part of a club that did we actually did melee fundraisers hey and so people really would bring their tvs it's true Yeah. yeah no and i think out of all the super smash brothers games my brother and i have probably put the most hours into melee we like we played that game front to back and i don't regret any every single moment of it yeah um Unfortunately, my save file on the on the game was deleted because I had it on a memory card that got erased over time, and 
I shouldn't have bought a third-party memory card back in 2006, but you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> um, and now I have a new Smash game to look forward to with every single character from every previous game on there. You got everything from Sonic to Snake, from Bayonetta to Cloud. And yeah. Now there's, they announced on the game at the Game Awards that Joker from Persona 5 is going to be a playable character in 2019, so that's going to be pretty cool. That's um, he- And that's huge, too. That's the main character oh yeah. of Persona 5. Yeah, so for all you Persona fans, I know you're excited. Everyone on Reddit was like screaming, like, oh my god, they did it! They actually did it! And I was even kind of hyped. I've never played Persona, but I was like, oh my god, like this is awesome. Like They they are literally pulling characters that fans have wanted at the same time. Like They're from all these different franchises that you we couldn't imagine that would be here. Like I didn't... I'd never in a million years did I think Ken and Ryu or Cloud would be in Super Smash Brothers, but here we are, you know? Here we are. It's 2018. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy because uh, uh, the Joker, and I forgot what his Japanese... I forgot what his name is in the anime, like what his canon, canon name is, but he is one of the most popular characters, main protagonists of the Persona series too, because he has more of a personality in the game. So a lot of the protagonists that come through persona are definitely much more of the passive like they do talk you know like they make the no- the uh, vo- you know noise once in a while <laughs> like and, in yakuza <laughs> yep like the mm. and they're they're definitely part of the storyline but the way that the joker is integral to persona 5 like this is like this character is badass as fuck so awesome awesome yeah like I like this is going to be awesome. Yeah. So he's part of a DLC pack. It's called the Fighters Season Pass. And what you can do is you can pay $24.99 for five extra DLC fighters that are yet to be announced in 2019. So one of them of the five is Petey Piranha, I believe. I'm not sure if he is one part of the Fighters Pass, but also Joker. So that leaves three more unidentified. Um, characters that are they're gonna come out for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, they're already planned. So even though fans have been out crying for other characters like Goku, for example, like Nintendo and Masahiro Sakurai already said in an interview and press statements that they've already decided on what the next characters are gonna be. So even though you might ask him on Twitter, like, oh hey, I want this character to be in Smash Ultimate, like he might, he's probably gonna turn you down because. The decisions have already, already been made. They're just waiting to release them. So it's it's kind of exciting. It's kind of a mystery who's going to be coming up next in the Smash roster since there's already like 70-something characters. I got a hot take prediction for you. Yeah, let's hear it. If they're able to get the Joker, who is from Atlas, which is associated with Sega, I bet you they're going to get Majima or Kiryu or both on Smash. Oh. Like, oh, I, like, I would. Oh, like oh. I like I really, really bet that's gonna happen. I mean, they already have Sonic. He's like Sega's mascot. Yeah, exactly. Like the fact that they got a like Atlas Sega character, I think they're the poss- Now the possibilities of getting any Sega character are endless. That's true. And yeah. Persona's only on PlayStation, or is it on Xbox as well? I think it's only on PlayStation. Well, there you go. If they could have other PlayStation characters on a Nintendo console game, then, you know, the like you said, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. So that's my that's my hot take. Let's hey, I like it. 
Hey. I think I think you might be right, and I would be super excited for that. That would be awesome. I, I would. I'm, I'm already planning. I'm already planning to buy the season pass. So I'm just waiting until they announce something else. <laughs> Dude, so my coworker uh, after work, he went to GameStop to get Smash Ultimate. Nice. Apparently, the line went around the corner. Like it was huge. Like it was huge. He uh. was like he was actually surprised that the line was still long. To like today, because he figured that everything died out. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I know. I'm glad. I'm really glad I bought the digital version, so I don't have to wait in line for that. But still, like Nintendo knew that this is going to happen. That's why they had everyone pre-download the game back in November, because they knew that oh, like hundreds of people are going to like hundreds of thousands of people are going to be playing this game on release day. So they needed to have enough copies digitally, but also physically. I'm hoping that that GameStop downtown had enough. Uh, copies of the game to give to people definitely especially because uh, it's such a it's such an easy multiplayer game oh totally like it's both a casual fighting game but it could be an intense one like in this version i would say the customization options are like really plentiful there's a lot of different customization options yeah everything from like the stages you can each stage has like different versions there's like a tournament version there's like like a platform version where there's like three platforms in a flat stage. The tournament version is just like the the flat stage. And there's also the regular version, which is like, you know, the, the, the version that you get when you see the trailers, it's like the walls will come apart or you can break stuff or random things will happen. But the, the tournament versions are like, it's just a flat platform that you can like bring to uh, a tournament, like a professional tournament or an esports tournament and just play against other people. I think that's what Nintendo's trying to go for. They're really trying to go into the esports stage with this game. And I think they could do it. I really, really think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and you can also set your own rules. You can customize rules. Like if you want just one item to appear for three stocks for one minute, you could do that. You could do unlimited time period for three stocks. Like it, there's so many different customization options. See, it's that's, insane. That's cool when you're playing with your friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you, you only want to play with the Smash Ball or you only want to play with Pokeballs. It's, I mean, the yeah. possibilities are endless with this. And I think that's so awesome. I mean, this, this is literally the ultimate version of Smash. Like, there's no other, there's no other way around it. It is called <laughs> Ultimate. So go hard or go home. Exactly. And I think that's what Masahiro Sakurai has been um, implying. I'm not trying to say that he won't make another Smash, but I feel like he, he doesn't want to anymore since he's tired of it it seems like he's tired of it he's he's expressed that he's been overworked because of this series mm. um he's like his arm got cramped up and he had to wear a brace oh, to work on the game oh wow yeah that that was back for smash 4 that was like when the previous iteration of smash came out so he's had a lot of health problems because of this game and i know that he's trying to break away from it and work on other stuff so I really think that this is the last great Smash game we're going to get for a long time. Um, uh, they're probably just going to port this to the next Nintendo console. In theory, if the Nintendo Switch lasts for at least five years and you just have this version, all you got to do is just add new characters. So It's true. I mean, I think that that's what they're going to do in the yeah. long run because they literally have every single character from every sing every previous Smash game. So what's the point in continuing that when you can literally just DLC everything else? Yes, exactly. And I'm okay with that. I really like this version of Smash. I think that this is probably the best version ever. I Honestly, this is going to be a hot topic. This is going to be highly debatable. And 
you know, you don't have to fight me on this, but I really think that this is the best Super Smash Brothers game in existence. I think it's better than Melee. I'm saying it right now. Hot takes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the only part that I'm struggling with right now is I have to unlock every single character. And to do that, you have to play every 10 minutes, but there's like some workarounds you could do. Um, I really don't want to <laughs> unlock it. I really don't want to unlock every character, but that is part of the quote unquote smash like agenda in the game is like you have to play to unlock characters and that's what smash is all about for you know at least getting the characters like it'd be fun of course if everyone was unlocked from the get-go kind of like mario kart 8 deluxe on the switch that that game is just a port from the wii version but all the characters are unlocked like you don't have to wait for the characters to be unlocked you just have to unlock the cart parts Mm-hmm. I was hoping something like this would happen for Ultimate, but of course, you know, they want you to keep playing and coming it's back. It's Ultimate. The in- exactly. The incentive is that if you play for enough time, a new character will be unlocked, and that's like how you keep coming back. Like, oh, I can't wait to unlock this new character. But for me, it's like, I want to play as everyone already. Like, this is so tedious. Just yeah. let me play as every character. Otherwise, how am I going to get good? Yeah. I you guess they're good forcing good every 10 minutes. Force- <laughs> <That's-> uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> They just want me to play as one character to get good as that character and then keep continuing on and on and Every on. Every 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes. I'm impatient. I'm so impatient. <laughs> <laughs> just give me my characters. That's <laughs> ah. all good. I, I really like this game, though, overall. I think I'm going to play this for the next couple months. For sure. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, so that's the only thing I'm playing right now. I... I'm still kind of playing Okami, but now that Smash is out, I'm kind of putting that on the shelf for a little bit. I will say I will say that we are recording this a day before the kind of funny showcase and we know that there's going to be a yakuza announcement but it's not going to be on this podcast yeah i was going to mention about that um so if you want to hear our opinions and you want to hear our reactions or see our reactions rather you can join our discord and we you can talk to us directly about what we think about the yakuza announcement from kind of funny games showcase which is going to happen tomorrow if you're listening to this in the future of course this is going to be on saturday december 8th at 10 a.m pacific time so that uh the kind of funny showcase is basically kind of funny games which are san francisco based um content creation network slash channel they are comprised of greg miller and i don't remember the other guy's names i <laughs> but I, they... you know i don't because the thing is i only know greg miller and colin moriarty so exactly and so he's it's... not part of it anymore <laughs> yeah and i don't i really don't know who the rest of the people are um but yeah. they're but they're i think they're fine i just don't know who they are yeah um but anyways they basically created this to um replace in a way ps experience the playstation experience since it isn't happening this year now my question because i found out that this was a direct replacement is are there going to be more playstation announcements compared to other games because of that or this is still just going to be a general gaming showcase i i actually have no idea and i don't think this is an official replacement i just think that it's, it's, it's definitely not an replacement it's, it's definitely no. an unofficial replacement yeah 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 sure 
Totally. Um, but so yeah. maybe there might be there might be some announcements. Uh, th- this is the first time they're doing this, so we're, our, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, and why why couldn't they have it in the Bay Area PlayStation Experience? What was the reason why they couldn't host it here? Oh, um, I don't necessarily know if it has to do with hosting location. The, okay. The the reason the official reason whether or not we believe it <laughs> is uh-huh. that there were not enough games or announcements to showcase and that's why they canceled playstation experience this year oh because i guess they uh, yeah yeah even though you know the last of us and ghost of tsushima and death stranding and a lot of things are coming out next year so (laughs) i think they showed too much at e3 and they're like they're like wiped their hands like all right we're done. See you guys next year. <laughs> yeah, it works too. So, and the rumor is is that they're not going to attend E3 in 2019 as we know, but that PlayStation experience right. in 2019 might be like this super hardcore like independent convention now just for Sony. So, we'll yeah, see what happens. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Xbox and Nintendo duke it out. Yes. Uh, we mentioned that before. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Game Awards. There were some big announcements in between the awards ceremony, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't watch it, so I only saw the announcements and the award winner. So, like, I don't know if, for example, there was another flute again playing on <laughs> in transition. Oh, you mean that guy from E3? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a thing that that happened. It's still um, my favorite thing that came out of E3 this year. Just like some <laughs> dude wearing like the rice paddy hat. And just like, <laughs> just what is going on flute. right now? So <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember cutting back to the show. I was cooking dinner and I was watching at the same time. So I remember glimpsing at some band playing a song from Red Dead Redemption Two. I don't know what the song is called. I just remember it was kind of folk-ish. Yeah, so that I'm doesn't. Ass- yeah. There's quite yeah. a few folk. There's quite a few folk band songs in Red Dead, which I guess transitions into they won best score in music. So, hey, well, I mean, I guess that's why they were performing. I have no idea. I don't know I was- either. I didn't. I uh, yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, and we kind of kicked off this podcast talking about Game of the Year, which was God of War, and we were both not surprised, but we we're also surprised because we were saying that we were making it. We could make a case for any of these games. True. To be- to win so i think it's really cool true i mean they deserve it god of war deserves it for sure true um yeah there were some interesting categories like best ongoing game which i still don't understand and of course fortnite won that yeah so it's a game that just gets constantly updated but (laughs) why wasn't team fortress 2 on there huh (laughs) (laughs) All award shows are subjective. It's true. No, that's absolutely correct. And these this is, awards, this these is what I was saying last by the year too. <laughs> yeah. Well, the nominees were not were voted by the people. So the people brought this in, and they wanted to see them win. Yeah. It's half. It's half people. Half the half people. Half the journalist journalism companies. But it's like you know, what's the standard for journalism? Comp- yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Polygon is different from Kotaku. Kotaku is different from IGN, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Um, um, 
One announcement that I thought was really adorable is the makers of No Man's Sky, Hello Games, are coming out with a bit of a whimsical game called The Last Campfire. It looks, ah, yes. It looks really adorable. The anime, I like the animation style a lot. And whatever the sock-looking character is, I'm into it. It feels as whimsical. It, it feels like a combination of Ori and the Blind Forest, like the animation for that. And like something like Donut Count. Like it's just a very quirky looking game and it looks cute. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just want to say that I think it's awesome that Hello Games is releasing some new stuff despite all the super negative reviews of um, No Man's Sky in the past. So I think it's kind of cool that they still have the confidence and vigor to keep going forward and making new stuff. Yeah, fuck the haters, y'all. That's pretty much their motto at yeah. this point. <laughs> it is. This is a game that's actually in early access. So if you feel like getting it right now to try it out, you can. Eh. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I think there were a couple announcements that are like, oh, you could play this tonight. Like there was like a map for uh, for uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So it's like, oh, you could play this map tonight. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. They did something like that last year where uh, I think it was Zelda. So Zelda announced there's a new thing that was added and you can do it right now. And <laughs> Huh, wait, yeah. really? I didn't so, see that. Yeah, it was uh, something like that. I, I don't remember too well what happened last year. Okay. Okay. Maybe it was like some DLC or something. I forget. Yeah. Um, I remember that there was an, another... There were two reveals that I remember seeing. Um, there was one for Psychonauts 2, which showed a gameplay slash cutscene trailer, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I still, I still have yet to play the first one. And I know, don't hate me on this. I, I haven't played Psychonauts. Anyone, please, people listening, don't hate me. I, I really need to play. It's on my list, I promise. But Smash <laughs> is in the way right now. Look, if if Rasputin's in Smash, I'll be like, all right, I want to go play Psychonauts <laughs> right now. That'd be cool, honestly. Like, if he's in Smash, whoa, wow. You know, wow. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, and we... We at Downtime Podcast, we support our Bay Area developers. Yay. Shout out to everyone at Double Fine. Yes. And speaking of Bay Area developers, another announcement that I saw was uh, Supergiant Games, the people who make Bastion. Uh, Oh, yeah. And they made Pyre last year. They're coming out with a new game called Hades. And Yeah, 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 yeah. Same style that you expect out of Supergiant, and yeah, it looks good. Totally, totally. Yes, it looks uh, like it looks like their main narrator for Bastion. Like I think it's like the Supergiant narrator actor is back because I recognize yeah. that voice all the time. His name's Logan Cunningham. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I remember uh, they also revealed the Mortal uh, new Mortal Kombat game. Bruh, come through. Oh, my God. <laughs> April 23rd. I Yeah. They're so, like, that trailer was so bloody and so ridiculous in the Mortal Kombat style. But the song choice was terrible, too. <laughs> I, just, I was laughing when Kev in our Discord it was like, Mortal Kombat with a trap theme. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was like, why did they pick a trap song for this game? It really didn't make any sense. I wanted, like, I would could see it more with a, like, a heavy orchestral score, orchestral score, like like Hans Zimmer-ish, you know? Yeah. Not with the trap music. Like, why? 
So friggin' know. Raiden and Scorpion are coming and they're about to attack each other and all this shit. And all of a sudden, it's not even the fact that it's a trap song. It's like the worst possible trap song you can have to this <laughs> i don't even know who, i don't even know who is yeah i don't that, know who but... i was trying to shazam it and it, it didn't go through i was like who the fuck is this <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then funny. like i remember like hearing one of the lyrics was like glock nine and the blue flame and i was like this is so who chose this i don't know anyways now that we've yeah we had to discuss that song choice it very yeah. but i will say I'm super hyped for it. Um, I love Mortal Kombat. Ready for that. And uh, there's one more comment. Oh, one more comment about the song. I'm sorry. So yeah. it's not the fact that it was trap, but you could have chosen a way better trap song. Like, for example, um, a few years ago, there was a motor. Uh, I was going to say a motorcycle. Oh, my God. It was There was a Mortal Kombat um, album remix. And it was a bunch of EDM DJs doing remixes to character themes of Mortal Kombat. And those were legit ass sounding songs. Like Skrillex cool. Skrillex had this uh trap like super deep bass song for Reptile. You see, it, that's that's the type of song that I want in this. Not some emo rapper trap shit, so <laughs> Yeah, no, I was I was really surprised by the music choice when that trailer showed up. I was like, really? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, kinda, I don't know what I kind of want to replace the song. To... Yeah, like my own. I, edit. Someone probably did it. Someone probably did it online on Reddit or something. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I don't know what kind of audience they're trying to appeal to with that. Me neither. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of veteran Mortal Kombat players are like, why? Why would you do this to our trailer? Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, um, that's all the announcements I saw in person, aside from the Persona 5 one, which I saw the uh, today, the next day after the Game Awards. Yes, and I don't think that this was announced at the Game Awards, but they just dropped that they're doing a Crash Team Racing Nitro, Refu- Nitro Fuel um, game coming out on June 21st. Uh, that I think that was announced during the game. Oh, Awards. that was announced. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw like the- one of the first things. Okay, for sure. I saw the trailer and I was I wasn't sure if it was actually in the show or not. But hell uh, yeah, no, you, you right, you right. In hell yeah, hell yeah. That game is the best. That was my game. Like that was me and my family's game. Like way back in the ni- late nineties. Oh man, this uh, is I'm so excited. They even had the polar bear. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. It's gonna be legit. Did you text your cousins and were like, "Hey, look at this"? Yes, I did. I did. I texted nice. my one cousin who me and him versus all the time. Oh man, uh-huh. it's so much hype for this. This is gonna be so good. I think one of the reasons why this is coming out is I think the Insane trilogy and the Spyro remaster were very successful. And, That's right. And because of that, they're like, "All right, let's fucking do this." And it's like, this is the best possible game that you could have. See, now I'm not even that mad that they didn't put Crash Team Racing on the PlayStation Classic because it turns out they were doing a remake for it all along, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're like, ah, this this wipes away everything I had about it. Yeah, so <laughs> it's all good in the hood. It, totally, totally. Yeah, and I'm definitely gonna pick it up. I I've. I haven't played Crash Team Racing or any Crash Kart game before, but after seeing the trailer for this, I think it's really awesome. So definitely going to pick that up. 
it's fun. I I think that compared to a Mario Kart game, uh, Crash Team Racing is much more brutal. Like it's not like it's not like brutal. It's still comedic and it's still an animation, but it's just like for example the um the bombs and like the depictions of it are much more um vicious than they are in Mario Kart, which is more oh. cutesy. Right, right. I I feel, I feel like um, Mario Kart appeals to more of a general audience and definitely towards a younger. It skews to a younger audience. Uh, I feel like Crash Team Racing is definitely for a little bit more mature audience. I'd say like E10 plus teen rating. Pre-teen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. And yeah, those are all the ones that caught my eye. Same, to be honest. Same. All right, cool. Um... If you have any questions, uh, join our Discord. Uh, you can find the link at www.downtime.live. It's on the sidebar. You can email us at contact at downtime.live. You can go to any of our platforms where we post the podcast, and you can just make a comment there. You can go on Twitter, YouTube, and yeah. If you write a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it. Please do. We'd love to read your questions and your reviews, so please let us know. Uh, can't wait to see more of you guys. Oh my god. There. I'm sorry. There is one comment from Hooded Dude. It's on YouTube. Ah, for, oh, Hooded Dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I for, totally forgot about that one as well. Yeah, which, which is actually like it fits because the podcast, uh, the, the comment says, you should finish the story in Red Dead. It's really good. It picks up a lot after chapter three where you're at right now the last chapters are really something special hey which is like exactly what's going on right now so it's like could a dude like predicted everything could a dude is awesome yes so thank you for your comment and yeah just shoot us a comment if you have anything else to say yeah um, that's it from my end. I can close this out, Lisa, unless you have anything else. Nope, go right ahead. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the 81st episode of Downtime Podcast. Have a good night. Peace.